Well, okay, everybody, I want to officially welcome you to the one and only Foulball Podcast. Okay, I am Jason, and I will be the one here calling shots. So, without further ado, I'll give a tiny bit of an introduction to myself. Yes, I'm, like I said, Jason from Oxford, Mass, here to talk to you about anything, everything, baseball in between, with a focus on the one and only Boston Red Sox. So, we got a lot to cover about today, okay? At least for this episode. So, without further ado, here we go. So, the Red Sox season actually just started up, okay? First series that we had was over in New York, over in the Bronx, okay? Red Sox, Yankees. Well, I should really say the Red Sox only beat the Yankees one game. Red Sox, the Red Sox only won once. Yankees took the other two. So, you know, it, it was a rough start. So, the biggest thing that we need to mention here is that the pitching has is, is getting there, okay? But the biggest thing I want to talk about in terms of the pitching, first off, is Garrett Whitlock. Garrett Whitlock is looking phenomenal. Whitlock... Again, like the rest of the pitching staff has unfortunately had a tiny, tiny bit of a slow start, just a tiny bit. But once he's gotten to the groove of everything, really, once he's gotten started to get used to like his little mindset of, okay, this is how I want to pitch, he's been getting a lot better. His improvement really in 10 games, because right now we're playing our sixth game currently as I speak against Toronto. So really in 10 games, the difference has been noticeable. So even overall, so we just had our home opening weekend at Fenway Park. And even when he pitched a game or two over the weekend, he was there. He was present. He was in it. And I know there's one game where unfortunately he, he did let up a run or two. But even in that moment, that ball still a strike, right? If the batter hit it, it's still a strike. And it just so happens he got knocked out, right? So to see that he is capable of being a star here, even this season, it's exciting for the Red Sox in terms of that standpoint. And it's a model for the rest of our pitching staff to follow so they can see, okay, this is what Whitlock's doing that I'm not doing. Okay, this is how I can fit it all into my game and my elbow and my arc and et cetera, et cetera, right? So it's a fun science. It's a good science. And they will be on their merry way to get better, like I said, not only this season, but in the seasons to come. So in that standpoint, yeah, they might have had a slow start. But I think it's going to be an exciting season on a pitching front. And we've got some guys in, not only with the Worcester Red Sox, but also up in Maine with the Portland Sea Dogs, where I think it could be a great improvement. And again, even with those guys, if they're watching the Red Sox, if they're watching Garrett Whitlock pitch, they can do the same thing with him. They can watch his style of pitching. And that leads me to another point, right, in the sense of pitching, the injury list, the dreadful, the miserable injury list. It's not fun, okay? Because obviously, we have a good friend of ours named Chris Sale 
on the injured list, okay? We all know Chris Sale. We all know how wonderful he has been, how dominant he has been as a pitcher. Yeah, 60-day injury list. He kind of tweaks a couple things, not only during the season last year, but during the offseason as well. And so he will be a pretty significant absence to our roster for the next several games. Okay, we've already gone through 10 games. So we're getting closer, obviously. That really need to be said, but you know, it's we're getting closer. But we got a ways to go. So hopefully he's getting better. He should be getting better. It seems like he's improving day in and day out. We all know Chris Sale, you know, we all know how much he wants to get back to work. We know how much he wants to be up on the mound at Fenway Park. He wants to improve the team, right? And we all know how much of a hard worker he is, like I said. And so we know he's going to come back here pretty soon. And so, you know, it's just a matter of time until he does, unfortunately. So back to the opening day weekend. So Friday was the official official opening day game at Fenway Park in a very long time. Okay, we all know the off season is a very long time away from baseball. But the good news Baseball is back at Fenway, and man, I am telling you, it was roaring, roaring. That, you know, even some of the players said last year, after my conversations with them, right, Fenway Park didn't buzz last season. Fenway Park roared, and okay, that roar is definitely back, and I think it's going to be louder than ever this season, and we need everybody to make it that way. So, I can tell you, Fenway Park was sold out Friday, and you could feel it. You could feel the energy. Granted, we lost, but that energy was there. And so that Friday game, pretty sure it was an 8-4 to four loss. But you know what? We came back Saturday, was able to beat Minnesota on Saturday. Okay, and then we beat Minnesota again on Sunday, Easter Sunday. Then, unfortunately, we couldn't close out the game on Monday to win the series. So we ended up losing 8-4. to four. Eight to three, sorry, eight to three, which was also on Marathon Monday. So again, Marathon Monday and the Red Sox game. Red Sox first pitch was at eleven ten on Monday. Still a busy game. Not really sold out, but very very close, like very close. And that energy was still there. They tried catching up a little bit towards the end, but unfortunately, with a couple bad pitches, unfortunately. The lead, the well, the comeback kind of slipped away from them. But still, you know, it's always fun trying to watch them come back at the end of the game. And, you know, the chance to believe in a comeback is always there. So, overall, great opening series. Split the series two and two in Minnesota. As we speak, like I said, we're playing Toronto at a even five, five and five, even 500. I know the last time I checked the score a couple minutes ago, it was one and one. So it was right around the mid middle of the seventh inning. So close game, tight game. Toronto's actually not looking horrendous this season. Toronto is looking pretty good, okay? Again, as of tonight, the Sox were five and five. As again as of tonight, Toronto was six and four. So they're off to a little bit of a hot start, which is interesting. I don't think many people are used to seeing Toronto at the top of the American League East rankings. So 
we'll see. We'll see how long it lasts. We'll see how long it goes. You know, we'll do a little more homework into their roster to see how to see how they're doing it, right? And how can the Red Sox apply what they learn to the future games against Toronto to be able to tackle them? And then, you know, it's all about the grind one series at a time. You know, one game at a time. And it's a long season. I know 160-something games, 162 games is a lot of games, you know. And I'll talk about this more to the next episode. I won't get into that now, but, you know, you got to play the game when the game may be hard, you know. You know, it's, it's all about it's all about grinding it out. Playing the game when the game may get tough. Playing the game when the game is hard. You know, there's a lot of tough moments. I'll, I'll just stop right there for now. I'll get that. Like I said, I'll get more into that next episode. So be sure to turn in, tune into that because that's going to be a fun conversation for sure. So to further the conversation for this episode and start kind of wrapping it up. So we talked the injury list, right? Chris Sale, 60 days. The pitching's starting off slow, but they're slowly, slowly improving. Garrett Whitlock looks like a very promising aspect and a good pickup. And... Another speaking of pickups too, Trevor Story. Trevor Story's been pretty exciting to watch so far. He's made some pretty good contributions in the field. Pretty good, some pretty good saves, some pretty good hits off the bat. Some pretty key RBIs in some games where we won, and he's made some exciting moves. Even if we were down by a ton of runs, he still made it pretty fun to watch. So Whitlock and Story. Are two people to definitely look look out for as the season progresses. I think they're gonna make the season exciting to watch. And like we all always say up in Boston, it's story time. It's story time. Okay. And I know a big topic of discussion that I'll briefly talk about now. And I know it's an evolving story. It seems like almost every day. So I'm sure I'll, I'll talk about this a gazillion more times as the season progresses. Contract. Contract extensions for Xander Bogarts, K. Bogey, and Rafael Devers. Rafi, K. Bogey, Rafi, contract extensions. I know even in the past two weeks, there has been so many things going on about it where it's almost a little difficult to catch up with it or keep up with it. Okay, but as we sort of know at this point, I know Bogey... Rafi and the Red Sox, they're far off. They are unfortunately far off and don't really know how it's going to work out. Obviously, they are Red Sox players. They are two players that have been the face of the organization for honestly quite a while now. And none of us want to see them leave, right? They have incredible talent. They have made ginormous contributions on and off the field. Okay, and I can't see them playing with any other team. I know none of us can really see them playing for any other team. And let's just hope and pray and do whatever we need to do to keep those two guys on that field and keeping that Red Sox uniform on. Because I know even Bogey, I'm pretty sure at one point, had said, hey, I see myself as a Red Sox player for life. So, hopefully the Red Sox and Bogey and the Red Sox and Rafi can come to an agreement once and for all. And I know even Xander Bogarts, he was saying for a while that 
you know, he didn't really want to talk about contract extensions during the season to focus on the game of baseball itself, which I can see that, right? He wants to focus on his job, his job's to perform as a player, to focus on the game, to battle in and out of every game, one game at a time throughout the entire season, and hopefully chase that World Series championship, which I respect that 100%. He wants to focus on his job and do what he can to make the Red Sox a great team this season. And so hopefully when other time comes where he feels comfortable of talking like a talking and renegotiating his contract extension and everything, hopefully that'll be the time where they're going to make a deal done. And so one last point that I'll make and then I'll question to leave everybody off with. All right. Alex Cora is back again this season, obviously. And I know he's a fan favorite with everybody and I'm glad he's back. And I know he has a very popular style of leadership with every single person on the team and every single coach that he works with. And so we are all excited to have him back, to be able to work with him and to see him work in a way that works best for not only the players, not not only the players, not only the coaches, not only the entire organization, but really New England, really. I think he's a New England favorite. And he's got the beard now. So be on the watch out for all the grays on his face. So final question for tonight, and I'm going to stop talking. And I want me to get, well, I'm going to tell you, we got a lot to talk about next episode. So be sure to tune into this, okay? Final question. And I have a lot of opinions about this. But, like I said, I'll answer it next episode. Will the Red Sox win the World Series this year?